0: Alright, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for being a part of our True Form Life community. Today I'm bringing on another special guest. This is Mary Hyatt and she has a very interesting story. Mary lost over 70 pounds and has kept it off. She was kind of depressed. She really disliked herself. We're going to talk about all the things that she told herself, the things that we tell ourselves on a regular basis, and how to self-love ourselves, I suppose, and how to change from going from had a depression and saying all these negative things about ourselves like Mary has and how to you're going to hear first hand how excited Mary is about living life and teaching and coaching she does business coaching she does personal coaching And she's really a lovely person, as you're going to find out very quickly. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up.
1: This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Taddea.
0: All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Super excited. You heard all about Mary Hyde in the introduction. So, without further ado, welcome to the show, Mary.
1: Thank you so much, Drew. I've been so excited about this podcast and I cannot wait to get into it.
0: Yeah, Mary, we have so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start. Why don't you, why don't we get into some background about yourself and how you got into what you're doing now? And then we'll get into more details about our topic in general.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, who I am today is very different than where I was probably six years ago. Actually, I mean, really my whole life, but I feel like there was a moment that I had six years ago where I was about 70, 75 pounds heavier than I currently am. I had a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. I was in a marriage that was very dysfunctional on a lot of different levels. And I can remember this moment where I looked in the mirror and I think I was 26, 25, 26 at the time. And who I was looking at in the mirror was not me. It was not myself. And it was this weird body dysmorphia disconnection kind of thing that was happening. And I thought to myself, God, there has got to be more to life than this. Surely I don't have to be in chronic pain every day of my life. Surely I don't have to be at my house every single day afraid to go out in public because of this anxiety and sleeping all the time because of this depression and just ultimately asleep for life. I felt so numb, so disconnected from my body, so disconnected from life. And I was just going through the motions. I was just going through that survival mode. And there was that little spark inside of myself that I think we all have. That is our, our true self, our, our soul that is kind of always rooting for us that shine that little glimmer of light in that moment to say, yes, there is more to life than this. Yes, there is a different way of going throughout your day to day experiences. And it doesn't have to be this miserable and in that moment, I sort of made a vow to myself that that something had to change. I didn't know how I didn't know what that was going to look like. And I certainly had no clue of the journey that I was about to embark on. But it was like this moment where I sort of had what we call in the South, a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> and I was like, all right, it's either now or never. Either I go back to sleep or I fight for my life. And so for me, I ended up going to Amazon. And Drew, I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but I went on an Amazon book binge. <laughs> and I ordered like 20, 25 books. And they were all about self help. They were all surrounding, you know, finding your true self and all of that. And I thought, Alright, if I'm going to learn this, I might as well just go into it and do it all. And I got those books in the mail. And I just started reading, I started consuming this. And I it shifted everything for me. I was journaling, I was in therapy, and I was doing a bunch of different things. And so for me, that little decision from being completely asleep to choosing life helped me get to where I am today. Where I'm at now, I'm so incredibly grateful that I made that decision You know, six years ago.
0: I love that saying that I chose life. Sounds like it should be on a t-shirt or <laughs> giant billboard. (laughs) Totally. I love that. But I think it's, you're, you know, you're exactly right. We have the, we have the options to make choices. I mean, we all are in control of our own choices in this life. And for us to choose, like choose life, like live the life of your dreams. I, I feel so passionate about that. I feel like I'm in a good position to to show people and teach people that as well that you can have the life of your dreams you just need to to work towards it and that's why i love this conversation here and i can't wait to get into more details all right we're going to take a short break but when we come back i'm going to ask mary about this downward downward spiral to gain 70 plus pounds before we get into how she lost it and has kept it off and if you want more details head over to our facebook page facebook.com slash trueformlife this is where we put up motivation, inspiration, recipes, fitness routines, and more. Facebook.com slash True Form Life. Stay right there. We'll be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. I want to take a moment to tell you about the Sunshine House Financial Center right here in Sussex. Because you take your health seriously. You set goals and make a plan to reach your health and fitness targets. Have you thought about a plan to help you reach your financial targets? Whether you're dreaming of retirement, saving for your child's education, or protecting your family in the event of death, disability, or serious illness, Sunshine House Financial Center has the financial security planning solutions to help you reach your goals. A goal without a plan is just wishful thinking. What's your plan? Contact us today and we'll help you develop a financial plan for you, your family, ...or your business suited for your lifestyle and budget. Starting today, you can lay a solid foundation for your financial independence. Call 433-4588 to speak to Greg, Jane, or Edward Keith. They're looking forward to hearing from you. You know what's interesting to me is when you were, maybe can I call it a downward spiral towards the 70 plus...
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So when that's happening, what does that feel like? Is it like you you don't really know what's going on? You don't realize that it's getting deeper and deeper? Tell me about that.
1: Well, I think that there's part of you that does. But ultimately, everything in my life was about avoiding what I was feeling. It was about avoiding the fact that I was in a marriage I didn't want to be in. I was scared to death of my own sexuality. I was experiencing a lot of grief from uh, my ex-husband and I were caretakers for um, his nephew who was diagnosed with cancer at the age of two. And then he ended up passing away two years later and we were with him in the hospital every day. And after we were married for like six months, so it was really Knew. We were newlyweds at the time. And so everything in your power is basically just trying to get through the next day, just survival. And so for me, I was coping with food. And food is an amazing thing. I love food. I enjoy it. I think that we have to find pleasure in it and all of that. But what happened for me is because I was in such a state of survival that I wasn't doing any self-care. I wasn't making sure that my needs were being met. And so the one time that I was able to slow down, to pause, to find some pleasure was when I was eating. And so because there was such a huge deficit in my self-care, in my way of looking at uh, taking care of my emotions and my body and all of that, I overdid it essentially to make up for that deficit. And I was using food to stuff emotions. I mean, the, the thing about food is that it truly does numb the intensity of pain, of grief, of fear, of anxiety, and brings it down to a level that's manageable. And so for me, I, I knew I could kind of see that I was gaining weight. Obviously, I was having to buy clothes that were a bigger size and shifting how I was moving my body and then eventually not moving my body at all to where it was, I know it was visible to everybody else, but I had become such a master at being completely checked out for life that it was like, I didn't even admit it to myself. I was lying to myself the whole time. Well, it's not that bad, or this is just what's going on. And I wasn't aware, I wasn't conscious ultimately of what was happening and how my decisions were creating this result in my life and how I was thinking about myself and my body and my situation was contributing to this weight gain. So it was this weird, like I knew on a deep level I was just avoiding it. And I sure as hell did not want anybody to tell me that I was gaining this weight. And so I sort of rigged it in a way that if anybody mentioned that I would kind of blow up emotionally so that nobody ever mentioned it again. Cause I thought, well if we're not talking about it then we can pretend it's not there And that was true for myself of being honest with myself, as well as, you know, the people in my life. So it was a it was a bizarre experience. And I think it took having to admit to myself that this has happened. Here we are, you know, 70 pounds heavier than I, you know, currently started out at. And I don't feel good. My joints hurt, my back hurts. I just don't ultimately feel good. It wasn't a vanity thing at all. Like, oh, I need to be this size. It was, I'm hurting, and I don't have any any, any energy. And I'm you know, 26 years old there, there, this can't be how it's supposed to be. (laughs) All
0: right. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, I'm going to ask Mary about mindset. This is always something that's very interesting to me. I'm going to ask Mary what it's like to be miserable and in pain and overweight, what that mindset is like And if you want some help getting direction and going in the right direction, head over to TrueFormLife.com slash Healthy Lifestyle Coaching with Dorothy. She is an expert at meal planning, putting together recipes, grocery shopping lists, all customized for you and your family. Stay right there. Be right back on Exploring Mind and Body. Have you heard? Lifestyles Fitness is Moving. Visit their new health and wellness center moving to 1032 Main Street at the former Legion location with their grand reopening on Friday, June 30th from 9 to 9. Open to all with door prizes, refreshments, and tours. New services at the new location include metabolic training classes, services such as aesthetics, Reiki, reflexology, and more. Their contact number is 832-4848. Two And mindset is always something that interests me. So when you were, you know, quite a bit heavier, what was, what were you thinking? Like you were just like kind of pushing those feelings, those emotions under the rug. You just said, this is the way it is. And then you made some, did you say you made excuses to why you were that way?
1: Yeah. And I think that there was a belief that I had. One of them was that, so my mother was heavier. My grandmother was heavier and I just thought, well, This is how it's going to be. This is just genetic. And so that was one thing that I would say oftentimes to myself, that this was just going to be the way that it was, that I didn't really have any control over it. So I sort of put myself in a victim role, that it was out of my power and that it was just biology or it was genetics. And which was not true. I I was always a very fit person in high school and growing up. I played soccer and I ran track, and you know I never struggled with my weight. But it was obviously all of the life circumstances that were happening at once that that contributed to that. But I basically tried to excuse it away that it was something that I couldn't change, that there was nothing that I could do, and it wasn't a conscious mindset. I don't think because what I was telling myself that I'm sure that I heard was you're gross, you're disgusting, you're ugly. And I would berate myself in the mirror every single day. I mean, getting dressed, going shopping was another opportunity to yell and scream at myself at how inadequate I was, how unworthy I was of love, how unattractive I was. But for me, that was feeding into a deeper belief and a mindset that I had that I had to stay in a marriage that I don't want to be in. And in order for me to not cheat, in order for me to be present here, I had to create a layer of protection on my body so that I wasn't attractive, so that I was consistent with what I was telling myself, that I was gross, that I was ugly, all of those things. And so then, of course, that matched up, that lined up. But that was a form of protection for me. And I think that anybody who has weight on them that is more than their natural body's kind of set point, there's a a reason for that. I mean, I have so much compassion for myself in that stage of life. So much empathy because I was really hurting. I was terrified. I was young. And for me... My body went to work to protect myself in a way that I wasn't able to do emotionally or psychologically, consciously. So my body took over and subconsciously started to put on that extra weight, hold on to different things so that it would protect me from what my deepest fear was. So to me, when I look at people who have extra weight, I don't think of somebody who's lazy or I don't look at somebody who is undisciplined or won't go to the gym or is making excuses. I go, there is some deep hurt there. There is some pain there that they are needing to pad, that they are needing to protect. And it just reminds me that we are all fighting so many deep battles in our lives. And one of the ways that we cope is by putting on extra weight, some people drink, some people overwork, some people over, you know, stimulate themselves in different ways. And for me, it was having that that physical protection that kind of helped me have protection mentally and emotionally as well.
0: So you would literally say these horrible things to yourself or about yourself, like in the mirror? Oh my gosh,
1: Drew, I don't know one woman, honestly, who is not saying those things to themselves in the mirror every single day. We are such bullies to ourselves because our industry is so crazy. I mean, they teach us every day, all day, on repeat, that we have to have this perfect body. And if we don't, there's something wrong with us. That if we don't want that, if we're not striving for it, that something is wrong with us and that we're not lovable, we're not enough, we're not worthy. And so every woman I know, whether they are a size zero or a size 26, they are looking at themselves in the mirror, finding what's wrong, what needs to be better, what they need to shift and change and saying how ugly and gross they are. And that's so common. And that's, that's why I'm creating this course that is centered around body acceptance and body love, because I want to stop that conversation, that dialogue that's happening, because, you know, hating Yourself isn't going to get you a body that you love. You know, going to the gym and telling yourself that you're fat, going to the gym and telling yourself as you're working out that you're so ugly and to work harder and to stay longer and do those extra sprints because you're you're gross and you're ugly is not going to get you to a place where you love and accept your body. All
0: right, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, I'm going to ask Mary a difficult question about her marriage. I think sometimes we get stuck in relationships and don't know how to get out of it. And I also wanted to mention our Instagram page. This is where we post recipes, fitness videos, and more. So if you want to check out what we have going on on Instagram, head over to Instagram.com slash Drew Stay right there. We'll be right back on Exploring Mind and
1: Body. (laughs)
0: I want to take a moment to tell you about Complete Truth Protein. Now, Complete Truth Protein is a whole food supplement. This means it's made with whole foods, being quinoa and hemp hearts. Many times when we look at conventional supplements, our body has a difficult time absorbing, digesting, and utilizing all the nutrients, which is why I always prefer and suggest whole foods. So if you look at Complete Truth Protein, it's it's a plant-based product. It's gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free and GMO-free. It's also a raw product. So we're looking at all kinds of ways to improve your health. That's going to be easy to utilize, digest, and absorb. And more than anything, burn off is energy. The very first thing customers tell us is they can't believe how much more energy they have from adding Complete Truth Protein to their smoothies. So head over to hempy.ca slash ctp. Now, if you want 15% off, all you have to do is enter in EMB in the discount code, hempy.ca slash CTP. All right, so before we get into transitioning or, or moving into more positive lifestyle changes to get the results you're looking for. Just want to touch briefly on a mar- the marriage. I think that can be difficult at times for many of us that we're stuck in a relationship. We're, we're scared to be alone. It's, it's unhealthy. Did you move on from that and how were you able to?
1: Yeah, I did. And um, I got divorced about two years ago and I got married really young. And for me, I didn't know who I was. And part of My story was putting on a bunch of different masks, kind of being that chameleon to be pleasing to men all growing up. And then certainly when I was married, I was a a fraction of the real person that I was. And as I started to read a bunch of those books and as I was journaling and going to therapy and I hired a coach and was really working on myself, I realized how Small, I had made myself and how that relationship really wasn't conducive for me being who I truly was, that my true self, my real self wasn't supported um, in the way that I needed it to be. And that ultimately, I was at a place where I was not happy. And I had to really begin to take responsibility for that. And there's a whole string of, you know, things that happened and went on that aren't worth getting into, but there was a moment where I finally realized like I cannot do this anymore. Like if I stay here, there will be a part of myself that has to die in order to be in this relationship. And divorce is not something that is common for my family. My parents have been married for 38 years. I'm the first person in my whole family to ever get divorced. You know, it's not something that is I grew up with and it was a big deal the fact that I got divorced in my family.
0: So you decided to choose life, move on from your Mm -hmm. marriage, and I'm sure there's a lot of other adjustments that you made. Emotionally, for me, it kind of stands out because I 100% agree with what you're saying around how we protect ourselves, and many times that shows up as body weight what were some of the things that you could do? I really want to get into these changes that you've made. How long, like I'd love for some of our listeners to be able to use some of the suggestions or experiences that you've had and that you've done to help themselves. What were some of the challenges, or not challenges, but what were some of the movements that you made towards a healthier lifestyle that really made a big difference?
1: Yeah, I vowed to myself when I was making this transition that I wasn't going to diet. And I'm really grateful that i did that because i knew you know looking at the diet industry i was really triggered by that you know it was people yo-yoing starting a diet ending a diet gaining more weight back not keeping it off and sort of the cycle that was perpetuating a lot of unhealthy decisions and a lot of unhealthy motivation and i thought if i want this to be long term if i really want to get back to the truest version of who i am it's not about the weight loss I need to be focused about focused around finding myself, finding my connection to my intuition and moving my body and eating in a way that was birthed out of my intuition, allowing myself to be my own expert and do what was right for my body. And that was huge. So I started to practice something called intuitive eating, which completely rejects the diet mentality and helps you tap back into your own body's ability to choose what is right for yourself. You know, when you're 240 pounds, you don't want to step in foot step foot in the gym. You know, you're embarrassed. You are afraid that you are going to look stupid. You're afraid that you're not going to know what to do. And you know, you've kind of already made an enemy out of the gym, you've already sort of made an enemy out of people who are fit and who are working out every day, because you're not like them, you know, your body is not like theirs. And so you've created a a barrier. And so the idea of getting in a gym was like laughable to me. And it was I had this rebellious spirit about it. But I also knew that moving my body was healthy, and that I did want to move my body. And so I had to get clear on How can I do that from a way that's not triggering me, that's not focused on weight loss, it's not focused on, you know, punishing myself for what I was eating, that it wasn't about being sexier, wasn't about looking better in a bathing suit, that it was more about what would it look like to move my body in a way that allowed it to thrive, that helped me to connect to my body, that gave me energy, that allowed time to myself, that challenged me, that got me to connect with other people and be outdoors. And so I had to change my verbiage. I changed the word exercise to movement. And that shift alone was huge because once I realized, okay, I just need to move my body. It's not about getting in the gym four or five, six times a week. It was about how does my body intuitively want to move? My body knows what it needs. And so the first thing that I had to do to reconnect to moving my body was to understand that motivation. What's motivating me to get in the gym? What's motivating me to move my body? And if it's anything that has to do with weight loss, I'm going to get triggered and I'm going to do it for a short amount of time. And then I'm going to rebel. And this to me was a lifestyle. So I thought, okay, how can I shift into a different kind of motivation? One that would be rewarding to me, not about what the stats say, not about what the research says. It's like, oh, it eliminates stress and helps you sleep better. No, what is it going to do for me? So understanding my motivation would be huge. And then the second thing that I did when I was moving from exercise to movement was I had to identify my preference. Because all I had known was get in the gym, do your lifting, do your cardio. And that honestly, you know, again, it's 240 pounds, my knees hurt, my joints hurt, that wasn't going to work for me. So I had to ask myself, what forms of exercise do I actually enjoy? Like, what are my preferences? Do I enjoy exercising alone or moving alone or maybe it's doing it with people? Maybe I enjoy being outdoors more than I like to be inside. Maybe I want it to be fun. I want to have some, you know, diversity in what I'm doing where it changes every day. And for me, the first thing that I did and this is so cute i just like love that i did this so long ago i went to a geriatric uh swim class water aerobics class at my local community center and i was like okay this sounds great like i'm going to do this i'm going to go you know with some q tips hang out in the water and move my body in that way nobody gives a heck what you look like you know nobody cares about that everybody's in like these amazing you know, swim bathing suits that go down to their knees. <laughs> you know, it was like so great. It had nothing to do about what you look like. But it was people who in their seventies and eighties and nineties were just wanting to move their body.
0: All right, we're gonna take one last break here, but when we come back, I'm gonna ask Mary about the light of the end of the tunnel and how she's feeling now, how excited she is, how vibrant, how much more energy. We're gonna get into all that right when we come back. So stick around. Be right back on exploring mind and body. I want to take a moment to tell you about detoxify yourself now detoxify yourself is really a personal story that I put together in a book for my clients and family and those interested in how I teach to live a healthy lifestyle I had no idea would become a bestseller in a major city calgary alberta where i grew up i was on global news and i want to share more about it with you right now so detoxify yourself talks about the main food substances that i choose to avoid which is no gluten dairy soy or gmos so this is a 30-day meal plan that avoids all those substances it also talks about the toxins not only we put in our body but we put on our body as well and the toxins we surround ourselves with like a toxic environment. So if you want more details about detoxify yourself, if you want a kickstart on how to avoid these toxic substances, I have all the recipes laid out for you. I have all the information. It's very simple and easy to follow. So head over to trueformlife.com for more details. Tell us about the... The light at the end of the tunnel for our listeners that were in your situation. I know you just mentioned that you enjoy working out and you enjoy being active. Just tell us more about how you more how you're more in control of your food, maybe, or the things that you do that you uh, activity-wise that were that you couldn't do before.
1: I feel like everything has changed. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that I can trust myself around food. I do not diet. I do not restrict. And I'm able to listen to my body and trust what it needs. And so, you know, I'm not stressed about eating a cookie one day. Or, you know, I I my diet's so all over the map. One day it may be green juice. For dinner it's nachos. You know, it's, it's all over the place. But I'm listening to my body. So to have peace and freedom around food and can trust that my body will regulate itself and really giving it nourishing whole foods and that gentle nutrition is so freeing. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I have so much energy. My body feels like it's experiencing life in 3D. I get to be present for it. I get to move my body, have freedom. Before, it was hard to get in and out of cars. I would get out of breath, you know, moving just, you know, a couple yards down the road. Now, if I want to go out and take a walk, I can do that. I'm going to Italy. Next week, and I'm excited that I'm gonna be able to keep up and walk several miles a day without feeling completely fatigued at the end of the day. So I just have a new sense of freedom that's not limited by a disordered uh, relationship to food and that's not limited by a body who can't keep up with the lifestyle that brings me the most happiness.
0: Mary, tell us about what you have going on and if maybe, I know you have a program you talked about or if there's some of our listeners that want to get a hold of you to, get some of that inspiration that you have going on, what would they do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the best place that you can find me is on my website, maryhyatt.com. And connect with me on social media. I do love that. I love Instagram as my favorite, Mary G, like Grace, Mary G Hyatt. And I'm constantly talking about this course that I'm creating that's coming out in October, which is all about really ultimately making peace with the mirror, quieting that inner bully and loving your body. So it's going to help all of the people that take this course come to grips with where they are. What do they want to see change, how they can begin to shift that and Look at food differently. Look at moving their body differently, and it's basically a trigger-free course. I've made sure that there's nothing in there that's going to trigger people, but it's a really beautiful, loving way of approaching your body in 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 a new in a new way. So I'm excited about that. That's coming out. I just did a a photo shoot for that last week with women from sizes zero to size twenty six all in our bra and underwear our full bodies exposed different different heights different weights sizes shapes colors races it was incredible so If you follow me on social media, you'll get all the, you know, behind the scenes of all that going on the project of that. And I think find a lot of inspiration to love yourself in this part of the journey. All right.
0: That's going to wrap things up for this edition of exploring mind and body. Thanks so much to Mary for coming on. Thank you for being here and sticking around till the end. If you want more details as to what we have going on, head over to trueformlife.com. This is where we do more of our meal planning, recipes, grocery shopping list, fitness routines, and more. Don't forget to download our free app on any apple device that's it that's all i got i'm out of here as always i'm your host drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world
1: you've been listening to exploring mind and body with true form life's drew Tadia, fitness expert to find out more about the show drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows visit exploring mind and